0: Hey you guys, this is Lisa Clark and Chrissy and I are so excited that you've joined us today for the Wonder Podcast. We have got an incredible episode for you today. Kay Wyma is our guest and she's talking about her new book, The Peace Project and it is good you guys we just (laughs) i can't say enough this was such a good conversation with kay wyma she's a friend of the show she's been on several times her daughter lucy has been on with us and this started with an experiment she did called the soul 30 and if you watched our instagram you might have seen a little bit of this we kind of were a part of that a little bit you're gonna love it her book the peace project is out now grab you a copy and um, enjoy this episode
1: Welcome to The Wonder Podcast. My name is Chrissy Dunham and my co-host is Lisa Clark and we are thrilled to bring you another edition of The Wonder Podcast. Lisa, the summer has arrived in Dallas, Texas. Can I get an amen? Amen. It is it is summer outside right now
0: in my house though it's nice and cool. Thank you, Lord. I did hear that Dallas is back to rolling blackouts over the next few days. Have you heard anything about that?
1: I have not, and I hope they don't choose my house.
0: Yeah,
1: hope they don't. But I guess we all need to do our part. That's right. So excited to have our guest today. She's actually a return guest. She's one of the Wonder Podcast favorite people. And I'm going to let Lisa introduce her because she introduced Kay to me. Ah, well, Kay Wyma is back with us. Hey, Kay. Hi, Lisa and Chrissy. And
2: I'm just saying when you said rolling blackouts, it was like PTSD from the <laughs> snowmageddon or what did, what did everybody call it? when I think that was it. Ice Snow
0: snowmageddon. <laughs> it we- was so awful. I know, I know. And so, what my guess is the same people that experience that will experience this. And so, unless you've moved to a a different place, so we shall see, but we are super excited to have you have you back with us. If you haven't heard Kay on the podcast, she's a favorite of ours. And actually, uh, we even had her daughter Lucy on one day. So catch us up, Kay. How is the family? How's everyone doing?
2: Well, you know, I think we're kind of doing like most people after the last 16 months. There's some really great and also just some hard stuff. So yeah, I mean, I think I don't know. It's uh, not in some sort of complaining way, but I think it's important for people to uh, feel the freedom. Really, it's so important to not just feel the freedom, but to embrace some of the hard stuff that everybody's been going through. Just for yeah. example, gosh, I had a friend that, that was over today and they are just some hard stuff with closing a house sale. And people are so ready to quit, like to walk away from it. At the end of the day, having to do with the fact that there are just regular things going on in life again, but nobody's used it. And so we bump up against these stressful situations and it's sort of like, Oh, I can't, I can't. And I just got to go because it's just, there's people's tanks are a tiny bit empty because it has been hard and it's okay for it to have been hard. We can recognize that we don't have to wallow in it or just like, you know, live in it, but we certainly probably need to recognize it to be able to go forward in ways that are healthy, because that unsettled stuff, we can deal with it and move on. Yeah, we can.
0: And that's, that's a great word, because all of us experienced it in our own way and handled it in our own way. And, you know, for for Brad and I, the last year and a half, we didn't feel it as much as someone that had kiddos at home that, that were schooling and Brad already worked at home. So we didn't have to bring, you know, make our dining room, a, a a desk in an office space. So, I think everyone experienced it differently, but um, but you're exactly right. I mean, I think that's the the beginning of the healing of what everybody's been through is just, you know what, if you if you're feeling a little sad about all this, or if you're feeling a little anxious or like you can't cope with just the normal things, then it's okay because we're all coming out of something that we've never experienced before and we're dealing with it the best we can.
2: Yeah. And so much of it is unseen. It's like if there had been, you know, a tornado or if there had been a hurricane or even after 9-11, there was a lot of that we could look out and see what had happened, but you can't really see this part. And so like even traffic, you know, we know what traffic is and it's a part of everyday life, but nobody's been driving in it. And so now since it's back, It's sort of like everybody's a teensy bit on edge because we're just not used to it. And I think that's the unsettledness that it's like, and that's obvious because of what we've been living through, but people have unsettledness things in their life just woven throughout it. And I think that's kind of where we started going, what would happen if we could hit this stuff with practical and purposeful ways of living to bring peace into these situations? And I love it. And, and I think, so this is, we wanted you to share
0: um, what you've been doing the last year and a half and <laughs> out of this crazy time birthed a beautiful project. And, and I remember watching you a little bit, you were doing some experimenting with it on social media yeah. early on. And we kind of got it on the bandwagon a little bit over at the wonder podcast. And, yeah. and so tell us, tell us what came out of this, out of this last year and a half for you.
2: Well, you know, and it had started even before the COVID stuff and the pandemic stuff started. And But it did start with unsettledness. Like I had a really crummy attitude one morning because I came into (laughs) into our refrigerator because women were coming over to meet at our house. I was making coffee for them. I opened the fridge. There's two cartons of milk. I lift the first one up. It's empty. I lift the second one up. It's empty. And I'm like, why? Why not just (laughs) throw it away so we know there's no milk? (laughs) And, um, I mean, please say I'm not the only one it happens with cereal in our house too. There's just, you know, there could be six cereal boxes with nothing in them in the pantry. Right. Right. I don't understand it. (laughs) So that kind of started. But something that I didn't expect. So I really was going to the grocery store that morning. And, like, like you said, Lisa, about just being thankful. I'm in air conditioning. I really was in my car as a hot Texas summer day. this this pickup truck barreled down my street, which doesn't have a lot of room uh, because there's just there's a lot of cars that are parked on it. And it, I mean, he was just in full expectancy that I was going to back down and let him through. And backing down meant like backing up three houses to right. be able to make room for him. And I was crabby from the milk. And I just had a like really, like, really. Stand-off it was- moment. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) And so, but I didn't have a choice. Like I had to start to back up. Mm -hmm. And when I did, I looked up and I mean, it was, it was a cloudy morning, but the sun was coming through the clouds. It was so beautiful. And I just, I breathed because that's actually what happens when you look up, you breathe. And I had a moment going, why am I crabby? Like what in the world? I'm in a car with air conditioning. It's a hot Texas day. And I'm going to a grocery store where there's refrigerated items. And somebody very low well may say, Hi, Kay. You know, I mean, it's just like in that moment I didn't realize what I was doing, but I really was practicing thankfulness because it had taken my eyes off the situation. And I was in my mind ticking through the things that were that I actually legitimately had to be grateful for. And it changed the situation. And in that moment, I'm like, please go ahead. Like legitimately. Yeah. go go before me and i had to i did have to back down three houses to to let that happen and as the person drove by i looked to see that there was a human being driving the car yeah and i was sort of like i have no idea what's going on in their day they could be racing to the hospital they could be late for a meeting they could be just a jerky person which that's a long life to live you know and i just i stopped in that moment and honestly not in some super spiritual way i just prayed for that person okay, so here's where the crazy set in. I felt physically great. Like mm-hmm. as if I had, I don't know what, i have sort of like as if I had a jolt cola. I've never really had a jolt cola, but I've heard they make you like really feel <laughs> zingy. <laughs> but that's how I felt. And I, I drove to the grocery store and I was on this like euphoric high. I go in, I get my stuff, I come home. Actually, an hour later when the ladies came over, I told them, you're not gonna believe what happened this morning. It was the weirdest thing and that's what started it all because it was um as they listened and i started to unpack it going i think it was gratitude i think it was like kindness and i didn't really know to use the word mercy but i was it was compassion that i was going i had compassion on that person and wow it was crazy and so it sort of became a thing that morning and it made me wonder and i you know invited my friends to wonder with me what would happen if you did this like if you purposefully practice these things. And I just chose 30 days because it's something that's doable. I thought it was sort of funny to call it not funny, but catchy to call it like a soul 30 instead of a whole 30, because I'm not honestly, I've never done a whole 30 because I'm not a very good dieter. Just it works because those kinds of things where you have a, a period of time to practice something, you can do it. And so we did. And Oh my gosh, the like, I still do it. And It never ceases to amaze me or surprise me. We even had something significant hit yesterday and I was with a friend and somebody walked by and I, that was a part of it. And I complimented what they had on. And she goes, how did you just do that? And I was like, what do you mean? She goes, it's almost like you could you exited the moment and could actually see the person. And I was sitting there going, let me tell you, it has nothing to do with me. It's just this compassion aspect that allows you to find freedom in something that, is is tempting to or, or is stealing life from you.
1: I love that. I love this whole concept and as you're talking about the three categories that you practice, thankfulness, kindness and mercy, yeah. and you tried it for 30 days, uh, it reminds me of a thing that someone taught me years ago, just spending time with Jesus that In the mornings, if you don't have that time with Him, it affects your words, your attitude, your thoughts. And because it affects that now, it affects people. It affects circumstances. It affects things. It affects everything in your day. So it's the same thing, but it's more mindful because let's be honest, or maybe it's just me, you spend time with the Lord and you pray, and you do those things, and then you go about your day. And I try to dwell on what I read, and I try to think through that, but life happens. You go to the grocery store, you go to work, you deal with lots of people. And if I spent that time with the Lord, I, I'm a different person. So it's kind of the same thing, but you are doing it in a more, for lack of a better word, a practical way focused on, I'm going to take myself out of this situation and be kind and be thankful and have compassion on this person. So it sounds like you took some people with you on this journey for 30 days. So tell us some of the other things that people experienced.
2: Okay. So I love a couple of things about what you just said. And and I did have, you know, I don't know why these people put up with me, especially my children who are like, yeah, we'll do it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> really but um a couple of things that you brought up were thoughts your thoughts are involved in this process which is where you were going with spending you know starting off your day in in, in meditation you know and in meditating on things of the Lord. Okay. See, okay. So the thing about this that I found so interesting is that physical problem, if I had a physical issue, we would address it. Like if I, if I had, um if I had diabetes or high cholesterol, I would change my diet. Okay. Which kind of made me think about the diet analogy. And I was like, why don't we do this in our thoughts? Because if we're doing that for our physical bodies, what about just our minds and our thoughts and our soul? And so that's, that's where it was kind of like this idea of like, I'm going to do do something good for my thoughts for 30 days. What I didn't expect in the whole process was, you know, thankfulness, we know that it's positive for you. And and in your brain there's actually a physical aspect These actions are beneficial too, and they're chemical in your brain. So you have synapses that are occurring and you have neural pathways in your brain. And let me just, you know, I am not a scientist or a doctor or anything. I just researched it because I thought it was so interesting. Like if this is true, something's going on, usually science proves it. And how interesting that science is actually proving scripture, which I'm pretty sure would be the case across the board. So you have in your brain neural pathways. And we will automatically, we don't do it cognitively, but we have higher traveled pathways and lower traveled pathways. And we tend to go when there's stress that enters your life or change or anything significant, your thoughts automatically go to the easiest place for them to travel, which is the highest traveled neural pathways. They tend to be fear or anxiety or worry because we're people and we've done it since we were kids. Okay. And it was sort of like, what if you could change the neural pathway and in practicing thankfulness, that's what you're doing. And you're firing endorphins in your brain. The synapses are actually firing chemicals that are making you feel better. The same with kindness. They've done research on that to see what happens when someone practices kindness, which goes beyond just thinking it adds action to it. And that's what's so fascinating. Because when you take go beyond just the thoughts, which is so good for us to have meditation, but when we add action to it, you're actually making the path stronger. And so you're you're making you're like forcing this new super highway in your brain. And when we go towards compassion, they're just learning because they've really just started research on mercy. Uh, Well, really, compassion is an aspect of it to see what happens to your brain when you when you think compassionate thoughts, let alone act on the compassion. And when you hit these pieces of mercy, which was, gosh, the 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 most to me, it was very, very interesting to unpack mercy, to peel it back going, what is it? What does it mean? What happens when we practice it? Because there's not a whole lot written on practicing mercy. Every one of the aspects of mercy are actual characteristics of God. So we're going beyond thinking about it to experiencing God because we can't do these things on our own. Like we just, you can't conjure it up. You can possibly conjure up thankfulness or, or, or an act of kindness. We can even do kindness because it benefits us. But this part of mercy, it is absolutely his. And so every time we engage with it, you're actually experiencing him through the action. It's so powerful. It's just life changing and i i just i'm just so thankful to you guys for inviting me on to even share about this because it's sort of like i'd love for you to get the book like the peace project book but more than anything just do it like today really to try it for 5 days <laughs> just try it because the peace that comes is so significant it's so powerful it's so life giving it steadies It steadies the water. It's what he did when he was on that boat. And he said, we're going to the other side. A storm comes in. Everybody's freaking out, except for one person who was a human being asleep on that boat because he knew. And he calmed those storms just like he calms the others. And it's with his words that he spoke to every person when he came back after giving the greatest sacrifice. And he said, my peace I give to you. My peace is with you. Because he is it.
0: Well, I don't think there's anyone better to write a book called The Peace Project than Kay Wyma. (laughs) Because uh, you truly are one of the most peaceful people I've ever met. But Kay, don't you think that, so this book was written during a time of, you know, international pandemic. But don't we usually grow and learn, figure things out during the hard times and and the hard places? And I think for, I'm just thinking as you're, as you're talking and I, and I remember a a year or or two ago, we had a hard thing that we were walking through and I had a choice and I want to talk to you about choices. Yeah. You had had a choice that day in the alley, right? Mm -hmm. And so I had a choice when I went to the Lord with this. That I could wring my hands and be just totally distraught, or I could be expectant of what he was going to do. And I chose expectant that day. And I walked away from that prayer time and that time on my face before the Lord excited about what God could and would do in this situation. And I think for all of us, every day when we're in those hard places, I remember recently I was driving back from Oklahoma, and, and Oklahoma actually has some mountains. I don't know if you call them mountains; they're kind of cliffs on the side of seventy-five. This beautiful flowering plant tree was coming out of this rocky, rocky side of the road in seventy off seventy-five, and I thought that is just a, such a beautiful picture of what God does because something that does not look like it should be blooming at all in that crazy place up high. I mean, how did it even get there is blooming and so beautiful in that hard, hard place. And I think that's how the Lord works at us, because we get to this place of surrender. And at that point, at that point in our lives, we have a choice to make. Will we will we rely on the Lord? I mean, didn't he create us to be as we're image bearers of him? Aren't these
2: supposed to be our responses to things in life? Maybe. Yeah, probably. I think it's hard. You know, I, I think the reason why it's um, seems to be easier or maybe to go to during suffering is because usually things are not going well. So we are for sure not trusting in ourselves. You know, it's like, yeah. whatever we're doing is not working. And you're sort of at the end of yourself, or you it's just hurt. I actually think that in the good times, it is uh, equal, if not, gosh, in some cases more significant when we do the exact same relying, even when the things are going great. And so the the part you said about choice is so significant, Lisa. So um, one of when I was looking at uh, mercy, like just definitions of mercy, because I do that in the book, kind of going, what is kindness? What is thankfulness? What is mercy? I really looked for definitions because those were even hard to find. There's a je- Jesuit priest that defined mercy as the willingness to enter into someone else's chaos, which yeah. is actually what it is. You know, we all have chaos. I have chaos with myself. Like, I mean, yeah. the the part that was, there's so many significant parts, but I, I realized even in, in going through the motions of practicing mercy, compassion, or kindness, or forgiveness, or whatever it was with other people, it actually invited me to be able to extend those things to myself because we're so hard on ourselves. But the willingness piece is the part where it's a choice. Okay. So so like the morning when that car barreled down on me, I did not have a choice. I actually was a victim in that situation because I was forced backed, but it changed the minute that I, I became willing to see beyond the situation and to see the people involved, to find the gratitude and to actually reach out a hand because the situation was no longer owning me. And, and that's where this power comes. Yeah,
1: that's in, good. in
2: it. It's so, that's where I think the significance is because in order to be able to legitimately have compassion or to practice these things, You almost have to come from a place where your significance has been settled. And because it seems like almost every problem in life goes back to an identity issue. Like I don't, we don't know who's we are and who's declared it. You know, like you're chosen, you're seen, you're loved, you're safe, you're provided for, you are a masterpiece, a treasure. I mean, it's like all these kinds of things. And so when with that settled, there's a willing, like the willingness goes to, yes, I can. I can't do this stuff because when you got up with that willingness to be able to do that, it's be, you, your tank had been filled to the point where it was like, no longer is the situation owning me. I can walk in wholeness in the right. situation because it's not, it's not defining me. I might, my worth has been declared and my identity has been determined. And it's like, we're getting to live it out by doing these things and <laughs> these things, They bless the other people significantly, but they bless the giver too, because it's just crazy how God's economy works. It's sort of like, here, go give. You will not be depleted. You actually will be filled. It just doesn't make any
1: sense. And yet it's how it functions. And it's interesting because as you're talking, I'm thinking through all these stories in the Bible of who Jesus was, and this is who he was. This is how he lived his life. This is what he did day in, day out. This is what he dedicated his life to. And my goodness, we have the capacity to do that with the power of the Holy Spirit. Obviously, we cannot do it on our own. But with his help, we can do this. So we are starting to have to wrap this up. So tell us the one thing. If someone goes and buys this book, which I'm the first one in line after this, <laughs> uh, tell us the one thing that you're wanting people to get out of this book. What is the one thing? Well, for sure,
2: peace. I mean, and it's not peace, like peace out. You know, I'm a sub, I grew up in the 70s. And so, well, and you know. my middle school years, when the hippie, there was a hippie park behind us and our house, and it was so peace, peace, this, this is not that, this is shalom. This is the peace that is completeness and wholeness and fullness, the coming together of opposites where light is the informs everything. It's not, it's there for the taking. When when Jesus was asked, what is the greatest commandment? We all know it. He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, which is thankfulness and love others as you love yourself or as I have loved you. Either one is not a narcissistic way. It's do it because there's life in it. And that's where kindness and mercy are in play. Kindness, the actions together. Mercy is that soul deep connection where you actually can have the peace that is Him, like you said, Him in us, and it's in that wholeness that we can have a fullness of life, no matter what is happening. Amen. Well, it's it's beautiful, Kay, and
0: I'm thrilled to be able to get the book and and read about it. I loved doing the Soul Thirty, and it was the, the catchiest name ever, <laughs> for sure. And okay. so uh, the Peace Project, Kay, is it out now, or are we still pre ordering?
2: No, it's out, and gosh, I need to drive by both of your houses and drop one off on your porch.
0: <laughs> Let well, us
2: support we, you.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we want to um, support you as always, and Kay is an incredible author. If you haven't checked out, if you haven't read her other books, go and do that. She has a blog, The Boat blog, and she's just a, a wonderful, wonderful person, and we're so thankful that you came on. Okay, I hate to end this way, but I'm going to ask this question. What okay. in the world is a Joe cola? Is a jolt cola? Jolt Cola, okay. Yeah. remember that? I no, I have no idea, but I'm gonna go get me one of those.
1: No, no, I, they're probably. Huh? Do no. you remember it, Chrissy? No, I do. Lisa, you'll have a heart attack. Your yes, body's no. not used to that. Don't do it.
2: Right. No,
1: right. I think right. it's I like listen. a. I think it's carbonated
2: caffeine. Like the oh, whole okay. thing, okay. Is caffeine. It's oh, terrible. Yeah. Okay,
0: no, I I, I haven't drank call, uh, caffeine in probably four years, so um, I probably would not want to jolt cola. So no, um, no. no you're you want to go meet your maker. Yeah. But thank you, Kay. We adore you here at the Wonder Podcast, and thank you for coming on and and sharing with us and and more about the Peace Project. You guys go and get you a copy of the Peace Project and um, live in the Shalom peace that God has planned for each one of us. And he's destined us to have this. So we need it. And we thank you, Lord, for uh, the opportunity that you've given us to live in this kind of peace. Uh, we
2: love you, Lord. Thank you, Kay. Thank you guys so much. Love what you do.
0: Thank you so much for joining us today. We truly appreciate it.
1: If you like what you heard, and we're encouraged, please go over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Because your recommendation for our podcast
0: brings us great joy and it helps others find out about us. And if you are able to help support our podcast ministry, we would absolutely love that. You can go to chrissydunham.org and click the link to the party table. No donation is too small. We are so thankful for you.
1: God bless.